is Amanda. And this is Chris. And this is Vocal Perspective. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Vocal Perspective. This week, we have a very, very exciting guest. I think I say that every time, but they, they all are so exciting to me. Please welcome Leanne Fitzgerald. She is a member of Ardu and a very connected in the Irish acapella scene. So coming to us all the way from Dublin, please welcome Leanne. Hi, Leanne. Hello. Hi. Hi. Thanks for having me. Seriously. I love talking to people from a acapella community that I've actually not had the pleasure of meeting so many people so I can get to know a little bit more. I mean, I've talked to Leanne before. However, I have yet to be to Ireland, period, let alone get to sing or watch Irish groups perform. So this is really exciting for me. So tell us a little bit about how you got into vocal music. How did you catch the bug? I have a kind of topsy-turvy kind of development into vocal music. So I grew up in Kerry, which is in the southwest of Ireland. And singing was kind of always part of school. Like here, a lot of primary schools, you would do a lot of singing. and But I didn't really do much choral singing or anything like that until I was in my teens. I joined a youth choir and that was a lot of fun but we did a lot of choral music so like classical choral music and contemporary choral music and I really really enjoyed being in that choir. I am a professional choral singer now so I sing in the professional chamber choir and I'll sing in the cathedral choir. I'm you know crossing over genres all the time but my first introduction to like acapella I suppose was part of the youth choir. Our director Greg Beardsell he was a member of a group called the Vocal Orchestra that he was very much connected with Shlomo who's that beatboxer yes. in, in the UK. He brought a lot of Shlomo's arrangements to our youth choir. So I think we did yeah I think we so we would do kind of a program of music that would be early music maybe a bit of classical music something contemporary and then we'd have a Shlomo arrangement at oh the end. <laughs> if someone had brought my youth choruses any kind of Shlomo arrangement I would have gotten into this much sooner. <laughs> yeah he's such a genius you know when he writes such great music and Greg himself is a really really good beatboxer so that wasn't something that we had in our youth choir there was nobody really was exploring beatboxing yet so we would sing and Greg would beatbox kind of beside us and that was really fun you know because I was only like 18 19 and hadn't really explored that world before so I really just enjoyed that with Greg so I remember also going to see Michael Bublé in concert in Dublin and he has Naturally Seven supporting him (laughs) and I was so my jaw just hit the floor when I heard them performing they were so amazing and that was my first time seeing a group of that quality from America live in person not on YouTube and it's so different when you are right there and they're making those sounds and yeah, wait, wait, wait 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 I went to two Michael Bublé concerts and I got Chris Bodie playing the trumpet you got, <laughs> you got acapella opening for yeah, Michael Bublé almost I'm, all of the European shows Naturally 7 does with him I'm just so I feel like I need to write Bublé like I spent really good money on some really good tickets I was in front row in uh, Georgia George Mason University. There was not a cappella opening for you, Michael. Come on. <laughs> or I, with him. They sing with him, too. Ah, I, okay. <laughs> All right. I'm just going to have to go deal with this right now. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm jealous. But I definitely benefited from that experience for sure because it's so different. You know, you're used to seeing when you go see a pop star or somebody like that, you're used to them bringing another band of a similar style or genre. And this is so different to what I was expecting from the concert. And probably like one of the only times I really paid attention to 
an opening act just so harsh they're all brilliant so it was those two things you know starting to get the cogs going I was kind of involved in choral music I, I stayed with the choir for like four years then went on did a few opera choruses and, and things like that so I was always involved in vocal music and then a friend of mine two friends of mine actually who were in the youth choir with me they had sort of really latched on to the acapella thing and decided they were going to set up a university group in Trinity College so they actually founded the Trinitones who are the collegiate acapella group there and that's an all-male ensemble so my friend Lindsay Callahan and then her I suppose co-director Patrick Barrett they founded that group and I would have been really close friends with them and I remember going to their debut concert in Trinity and they had written all the arrangements themselves and they were just really enjoying kind of making that music together and I just thought like oh I really want a group like this this is so fun and they were creating the music whereas you know I was kind of used to at this point being given sheet music by somebody I didn't really know not coming from the group coming from external I attempted then to found my own acapella group and disaster (laughs) it was so bad it just didn't work out I think maybe I was just inexperienced at that time I was still quite young then I happened across an ad looking for an alto for Ardu so I went and auditioned for them and got into them and that was really where it all started off from then See, everything happens for a reason. And now look at our do. So let's talk a little bit about that group, because I am always super impressed every time you all come out with something new. If people haven't learned about you yet, let's introduce them. So our do are a six part mixed group and we do a variety of different genres. I think when I started, we were sort of a mix between choral music and crossover popular music but we've really started to kind of streamline a bit more and focus more on the contemporary acapella style we're kind of influenced by groups like the real group the swingles riot on i think there'd be more of our kind of the flavor of the music that they do i think we would really like to go in that direction. It's hard, I suppose, for us to kind of decide on what our sound is because everybody in the group now have come through this youth choir. Maybe they sang in a cathedral. So we're coming from it from a very much a classical choral background. Do you feel like that helps you all in a way or is there a way that that hampers you coming from such a traditional background? I think there's we have a real strength in our singing. So whenever we sing a ballad or you know something like that it works really well I think we get we achieve a really really nice blend because everybody has come through this kind of style they're really confident in their own solo voices but the thing I think that's missing maybe from our group is this element of percussion so we don't have like a vocal beatboxer so to speak so our director Kieran, he has worked really hard you know to try kind of bring in that skill but now what we're aiming to do is add body percussion instead because we're more comfortable with that and then and also to do the arrangements so that they have a lot more rhythmic interest in the vocal lines themselves. So like really play to our strengths. It's just not really happening here. The beatboxing mm-hmm. thing, it doesn't really happen. Well, I don't think it's always needed and necessary. I mean, I think with anything, the best way to be is authentic and you have to remember who you are originally as a group. So if you look at the King Singers and you look at the Swingles, we don't stop and go, vocal percussion, that's there. You know what I mean? But we would never say anything less than their greats in acapella, right? So I don't think we have to have always, I think it's sometimes even more impressive when I listen to an acapella group who can make me forget that that I'm missing the vocal percussionist and I'm like 
that was slick. Like I heard the B, <laughs> the bass can do it half the time. Like, what is that? I always call it the B basing, you know, or whatever. <laughs> but I'm working currently with the King Singers and Gareth Malone as part of the stay at home choir. Yeah. And I would never in a million years feel like anything that they were doing was lacking. So I think it's great. And I think you just have to stay authentic. And looking at the, I'm looking at the pictures of Ardu and, you know, you guys scream jazz, classic, you know, just tight harmony. You really make me want to listen tight to the harmony. If that vote, if that percussion got in the way, sometimes I might actually miss the intricacies of your harmony. So don't let that go. And that kind of style has not kept the swingles and the real group and, you know, all of these other styles that tend to either not have percussion at all or just have like a little bit of like a hi-hat somewhere in the background. It's not kept them from doing anything pop and it, yeah. it still works. Yeah. I think it's hard because we're in Ireland and I was actually thinking before I came on, if you look at the map of the world, like where Ireland is, and will we have, when you think about acapella then, we're right in the middle. <laughs> so we have like America on one side, then you have the UK on the other side, and then you have Scandinavia on top. <laughs> so we have all this influence coming at us. But there is no ensemble singing that's like authentic to Irish traditional music. Like we don't have that in our folk music. You get it, the singing style that's in Irish trad music. It's called chanos, which means old style. And that's generally one solo singer singing unaccompanied, and then they might embellished on the melody and it's all about the words and being expressive in the singing so in our trad music we don't have that and then we have all these other influences coming from literally all sides of Ireland so we're really trying to hone in like what what do we want to take and sort of make an authentic Irish group you know that we're being true to ourselves and our roots and what we want to say and what we want to bring to the world of acapella because it's still a relatively like underdeveloped genre here and in that way I mean that's why we've sort of reached out to CASA and trying to be more involved on a global scale because we want to really say something and bring something new, you know, and kind of represent Ireland in that way. So when we look at other groups that have come from Ireland, like we have Anuna and they do Irish, it, they're kind of, they call themselves a, a choir, but they're not really, they're very <laughs> unique in the sound that they make. And we listen to how they sing a cappella. They sing in this homophonic way really quite close together. The rhythms, they kind of move quite fast. And then you have another group called the High Kings and they do kind of something similar, this homophonic couple of lines moving together. It can kind of, you know, there's a bit of an ebb and flow as well to the music. So we have that sort of coming from Ireland already. So we're trying to look at then how can we maybe build on that sound and bring something new. I think we're kind of getting there now. We're exploring some new arrangements that we're writing specifically for ourselves. And we did an arrangement of Carrick Fergus. So we're very, very proud of that, actually. I think that may be the direction we maybe want to go in more so because it's sort of oral in the way it's written but there's a lot more kind of accompanying patterns and you get a bit more emulation in the music as well so yeah that's so cool also now I know how to pronounce that because I always have to introduce it on the radio and I'm like oh please let me not put just like this. it sounds right Leanne or just like it looks it's funny we're all we always try to change it up but I'm like but I have to say you know when I visited Ireland not too long ago trad music itself had just kind of started making a resurgence in the country young people started really like gathering around this trad tradition and trying to blow it up. And it did make its way to America. And we've I've started seeing a little bit more. But I think there are some sounds in Irish music that if you can figure out how to emulate that with the voice, you win. And I think that could be part <laughs> of why Irish music continues to stay.
way so chunked because it is just so unique. And even your vocal quality, frankly, to me, is an anomaly at times. And the ability um, of some Irish singers and their tone just blows my mind. So I love that you're celebrating the vocal and the singing aspect because, yeah, sure, a good Bowron sound would be good in there, but we just don't <laughs> always need that. You know, we can celebrate the beauty of Irish voices. And I just want to say thank you for celebrating voices in the way that you do. There's another group actually called the UCD Choral Scholars. And they're a choir as well, but they do quite a lot of Irish traditional songs and quite regularly do accompany themselves with a bowron. And, you know, it's so effective just to have that under, you know, that accompanying from a a percussion instrument. That sound is unique. I mean, you can usually tell when it's a bowron versus a tom, you know, or any other drum. And so it's a very difficult sound to try to like emulate. I try to even play it. It's hard enough. So trying to make my mouth do something like that, I can't imagine. So... Since this is still kind of a budding thing, what kind of events do you all get invited to sing for? Well, in Ireland, there's two quite big choral festivals. One is in Cork, which is in the south of Ireland, and then the other one's in Derry, where Ciarán's from. Ciarán's our director of music, and that's in the north of Ireland. So those two festivals would probably be like... Oh my gosh. Of choral music in Ireland. Well, Cork is actually going online this year, Chris, so we should submit and do do that with Snow Day. Snow Day can perform. Yeah, so we're actually, we're we're collaborating with the Cork Festival for their festival this year. We've done an arrangement of Sarah Bareilles' song, Brave, because a big theme of the festival this year is inclusion. I think that has been on people's minds the whole year since the Black Lives Matter movement. And kind of in reaction to that, I suppose everybody's taking stock and thinking, how can we be a more inclusive organization? So that's a big theme of their festival. And that was why they chose the song Brave to really celebrate, you know, speaking your truth and being a true person. So we have done the arrangement for that. And we were in the recording studio to do that about three weeks ago. And that was so special because we haven't seen each other much. You know, we haven't got to be in, in a room together. And we were trying to be professional, but like we were all giggles and smiles because we hadn't yes. seen each other. So we got it done anyway <laughs> in the madness. Well, on two Our, parts of that, yeah, we're getting back together. Chris and I, we sing in two different groups together, three sometimes, four, four groups. Chris and I sing together all the time. Oh um, my gosh, we need yeah, to stop. But yeah, we have our first booked show in the middle of April outside and I don't know if my emotions will be able to handle it. <laughs> emotions and my brain because she's like, I'm like, I want to learn all the new music, all of it. And so she's sending us new tracks and I'm going, oh, I haven't learned this much new music <laughs> in a year like or, or longer. Whoa, what is this? But it's invigorating and it's also exciting. I mean, thankfully, I will be fully vaccinated by then. Amanda should be fully vaccinated by then. It's life is getting back. We're on our way. I mean, we are, Amanda and I are used to being at an event almost every weekend, this season especially. And um, to be at home looking at my calendar going, wait, what? I don't have any festivals or contests to go to. Leanne, you might not know about me. I am in the barbershop world. So my world of acapella lies in a barbershop. My parents were married at a convention. I was born into it. I'm called a barber brat. One of the first things my parents did was leave me when I was eight weeks old and go to Ireland. So I remember this very well. (laughs) And um, they went down to Cork and all down in all the areas, Edinburgh and where else did they go? They started in Dublin and just kind of went all around. And back then, barbershop was not really a big deal. I mean, it was, they loved it, but it was kind of a new thing in Ireland. And I haven't seen a whole lot of more barbershop coming out of Ireland. And it always made me wonder, but do you ever see barbershop 
around or, or experience it much, I, I just have to know. Barbershop is in a very healthy condition here in Ireland. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Oh, my God. You wouldn't meet a more enthusiastic group than a barbershop chorus in Ireland. They just thrive off it. So our director, Kieran, he is the director of a national barbershop chorus, a female barbershop chorus yeah. called Ireland Unlimited. And then there is another national chorus, Kieran's chorus, uh, the ladies chorus. They're made up of people from all over Ireland. So that's quite a big group. Yeah. So they're they're traveling. So whenever they go to have a rehearsal, they're all traveling from all corners of Ireland to come together and sing. I, I think I see what's happening, Amanda. <laughs> I think they're keeping all of their acapella to themselves. <laughs> I think they're just like, Shh, don't tell them about us over here. Oh my gosh, that's so exciting. I know we have a, a fellow colleague, a friend, Doug Carnes. Yeah. He actually just recently moved from... We're in touch with Doug. So uh, I think <laughs> yeah, he's, awesome. he's eager to set up a quartet, I think. So I think he's been on to Kieran about <laughs> because Kieran has so much more time. <laughs> yeah, he is a guy to know. Doug is incredible. His work with youth is just blown my mind. And he upped and moved to Ireland. I think his wife is from there. Mm-hmm. And he's just living his best choral life over in Ireland. <laughs> so when Amanda said we were interviewing another amazing choral singer from Ireland, I'm like, what is in the water? And where have I been? And how do I get some? So I am excited even more to now get to dig even farther into Ardu. I, I have to be honest, I was one of the ones that didn't know of Ardu until I knew about this interview and I'm blown away. So every time I'm, we have a new guest, again, I live in this world of tiaras and gold medals and crunchy four-part chords and sevenths and Amanda has just opened my eyes to this other world of acapella. I myself was a big choral singer as well mm-hmm. and that's what kept me, choral music kept me pacified while I couldn't sing barbershop. You know, it was like, okay, I can't do barbershop in school, so I'll do this. And I learned to sing and be a better singer and, and a sight reader. And, and I learned all the great things. But to be honest, it was just passing time until I could <laughs> sing acapella music again. Yeah, I think there's probably more barbershop singers in Ireland than there are acapella singers. So like if we were to define those two genres. So they have like a big convention every year of Irish barbershop music and they really take it very seriously. You know, it's an international competition and they bring over international adjudicators and they're... Amanda, where are all... Where is the... It, it, <laughs> Sounds like do, we need to take a trip. Have you heard of this before, Amanda? Like why have... Where, why is Harmony Inc. in this group? I mean, come on, Harmony Inc. There's some untapped people there. Kieran has enough groups. I think you need to be directing a barbershop group. Be in our barbershop organization and come over to the States or Canada. Yeah. Sometimes we compete in Canada. But I've never sang any barbershop, actually. That's maybe like <laughs> an untapped, you know, region for me. And Kieran was doing um, an arrangement of Kaleidoscope Heart okay. for his barbershop group. And he sort of said, oh, will you make the line tracks for the group? I was like, grand, I'll do that. So I was recording myself, put it all together. And I was like, do you know what? I'm a brilliant <laughs> barbershop quartet. <laughs> Once you go shop, you net you won't go back. So I mean, just be prepared. Once you get a taste of it, it it's is a little addictive. There is a girl based in Dublin. Her name is Rebecca Gilbert, and she is maybe kind of like a rising acapella, uh, sorry, barbershop director. And she's now an adjudicator, an international adjudicator as well. I think she's passed some tests to achieve that. And she has a group called the Bling Masters and another quartet as well Oh my well gosh, I am looking Barbalade. at all of the names. So, Amanda, yes. Dem Innuendos. Four-piece suit, uh, <laughs> guys it. and dolls, haircut, Lady Barbalade. Lady Barbalade uh, has always note, been one of my favorites. Queens of the Tone Age, Summer Wine, The Fascinators, The Five Lamps. <laughs> yeah, okay, I'm- that's a place in Dublin, um, actually. The, <laughs> the Honeycombs, <laughs> uh, the Pollywally Doodles. <laughs> 
and the sandbar. I think the, the honeycombs are like and it's those. Fun. So there's cute. mixed. Uh, there's four mixed quartets. One, two, three, four, five female quartets and five male quartets, one being un- the honey tones being unnamed, but I'm guessing girls. So that would be a sixth female. So they actually have more female quartets in their Irish Barbershop Association, which I'm just now I'm looking at this That's and I'm exciting. like, I'm just digging in. It looks like it is a the Irish Association of Barbershop Singers. It looks like they are <laughs> men, women, all under one uh, umbrella of Irish Association of Barbershop Singers, you know, using we'll everybody's resources, for coming together <laughs> for the greater good of acapella. I mean, yeah. well, and I we see that with the smaller organizations here that it's much easier to do that. So when you're pulling from a smaller pool, it's much easier to be like, let's work together. And I think that's where we on the grand scale in the United States kind of fall short because we end up either going too big and failing or splintering off so many ways that... So in North America, we have, and it's international now, but we have three organizations. We have Sweet Adelines, Harmony Incorporated. Those are the two female organizations. And we have one main male organization called Barbershop Harmony Society. It's a lot to look be <laughs> part of three to four organizations going, I direct for a men's chorus, so I'm a part of one organization, but I've won with my female organization, so I'm part of that organization. And it would be really lovely to just know where everybody is and where we all stand and just know that there's enough acapella for all of us. But again, each organization, I have to hand it to Sweet Adelines, they represent in a completely different way. They judge on a completely different system. They have a different criteria for what they're looking for. Harmony Incorporated and the Barbershop Harmony Society tend to be the same in terms of they're judging in their chart. But then again, Harmony Inc. has one, I think, paid employee, whereas Barbershop Harmony Society can have upwards of 50 paid employees. So how they function and, and how they 50. need to do business is <laughs> way different than what our members are looking for. I'm nerding out on the Irish Association of Barbershop site. Yeah. Well, now we're, I know you, you've definitely sent Chris down a rabbit hole. Oh. <laughs> we used to so, come over for the, the conventions usually yes, in October. Done. Yeah, done. I think we have a trip to Ireland in the fall, Chris. So where do you see things going? I mean, it is you, kind of the world is your oyster right now. I know you're you're involved in the community and you've been involved in building things for this community. Where do you see it going? Where do you want it to go? It's kind of hard to know where things are going, especially with COVID. I, I find like it's really hard to actually see past COVID. Yeah. Like how do we actually keep coming together and singing together when we can't come together in, in the room? So that's been a, a big challenge for us. Ideally for me, I would love to see more acapella groups separate from our do kind of popping up because we felt like we had a big role in cultivating the genre and cultivating the interest in singing like that because I feel like sometimes like I said we don't have choral singing as part of our native culture in a way I think people maybe if they're coming from a rural Ireland background maybe feel excluded from that and you know and if you start something new that you know, and singing is so inclusive and it's so accessible for everybody that maybe they could be part of this and, and really start to sing. Because Irish people like to sing, you know, even when they're not in a group, they don't need encouragement. <laughs> I, <laughs> I noticed that like you don't have to if you're in a bar with a bunch of people, a lot of times it doesn't take much to get Irish people to sing or dance. Those two things are very, very easy to do. And they'll dance and sing with you if they don't know you. And it's wonderful. It's just like a strange, I don't know, there's a sort of a generosity and like we're in this moment together and we're gonna really enjoy being here right now. Kind of 
goes back to what we were talking about with the beautiful weather and the body positivity. Like there's, I don't think I have met very many, at least where I was, they didn't, if they were self-conscious, they didn't let that affect how they treated me. They were very open, very communicative, willing to be around, you know, like welcome me in as a outsider, as a foreigner. And so that was something I can see where that same kind of passion would carry over into music. It's funny because even if, you know, people wouldn't be necessarily the most talented singer, they'll still, you know, be like, this is my moment and everyone is silent. You know, there's like a, a silence over the pub. You may proceed, sing your song <laughs> and then, you know, huge round of applause. And, you know, that's sort of just the way it is that people are just open to sharing. So it would be nice to feel like people could come into acapella and sort of explore acapella as an authentic expression, you know, as a group together. So, so that's kind of what we were hoping to do. And like we did start our Irish Acapella Festival in, I think we trialed it in 2016. And what we did was we just had three events. And the first was a concert with Ardu. And the second event was the Irish acapella competition so we decided if we put it together a competition maybe we'll get more groups to come and we can see who's here and then we also had I think we had another kind of smaller pop-up concert as well that day so that was just a trial see if we could put on a festival and you know what the numbers would be like what the performances would be like what would happen if we did try to do this so after we felt that that had gone well we decided to put on an even bigger festival and we just went mental and booked the swingles <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we were like, what have we got to lose here? We'll we'll book the swingles and we'll book the most gorgeous venues in Dublin that we can find and we'll see what happens. And we had three festivals since that went really, really well. And in 2019, we opened up our competition to make it an international competition and we actually got some groups from the UK. We had the Bristol Suspensions. They mm-hmm. actually won the competition. They were amazing. We had another group from Manchester and then we had some barbershop courses come over from England as well because they have quite a thriving barbershop scene as well. And uh, we had a group from Germany oh, as well, Opera and- Acapella. <laughs> Rachel, yeah. So they were brilliant. You know, it was so cool to have so many different genres in the one competition. And we had a group from America as well, but they were doing more kind of folk music. So the kind of music kind of inspired by the traditions of the Balkans, like, you know, Croatia and all those kind of the group singing traditions from there. So it was a real mixed bag. But I think people really enjoyed to see the variety in one concert, all the different ways you can sing in a cappella. So we didn't want to be exclusive about what the genre would be because we wanted to have as many groups as possible to come and share the music. Yeah, so there was a lot of fun and we I feel like we did actually cultivate a real community spirit and yeah, it's I mean, what is more fun than a festival, like a vocal festival. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys did it so well. Yeah. Thank you. I hope you guys keep coming. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You guys I think the more we bring all acapella together, the yeah. more all acapella is going to thrive because it's hard to see unique when you're focusing on one type all the time. When you take one type barbershop and it's awesome to find out who's the best of the best. But we have so many barbershop conventions throughout the year. There's very little time for us to open up our eyes and ears to other types of music. So I highly encourage all the groups that I ever talk to. I'm like, don't scoff at other festivals. You know, there are festivals out there that you can actually win money and like prizes and stuff and get coaching like from the swingles. Like, I mean, there's just things that you 
you can do and still do your same genre. Stay with your barbershop, do that. But you can also look outside of your blinders and see these yeah. amazing other groups yeah. that can inspire More and like influence yours, your so hopefully own music post-COVID. Because no music is safe from being influenced by others. So we all should allow that to happen, I think. I, th- I don't think you're going to have a hard time. There's going to be everybody aching and just ready to get out there and go to a I festival. I just love so the voice of an instrument. To I have think. it and host it. But when you actually can see what other people are, are able to do with their voice, and maybe that's why I have tried so many genres, you know, tried singing Irish traditional, I've tried singing opera. I've tried singing pop. You know, I've, I've tried nearly every style. And there was another style that like our tenor in Ardu, his name is Philip, and he moved to Ireland a couple of years ago from Croatia. And he brought with him or he introduced us to this style of clapa, which is a traditional group singing that he grew up in. And we just thought it was amazing because we don't have that in our trad music. So we were like, can we do a clap a piece? <laughs> and sing in Croatian, you know, that's not a problem. We're open to that. So um, he went back to his choir in Croatia and asked his director there if he would rearrange one of their pieces for our do. And we recorded then Narancha, which is you know, in the traditional clap style. We just really enjoy, I suppose, like hearing different styles of singing and different different ways of using the voice. Because clap seemed, when I heard it then when we went to Croatia and I heard Philip's group, but his sister actually and her group sang Narancha, which, you know, we're familiar with now because we sing it. And, you know, they sang in such a raw way and her voice was so low and so dark. And I was like, oh my God, I'm not doing it like that. I need to darken the, you know, make it more guttural or, you know, there was a different quality to the way that she was singing it that I was like, oh my God, I was missing this. I had, you know, authentic approach. So it's cool when you can kind of, you know, move things around and try them out in different ways and things. So that was a fun exploration for us as a group, trying out some clapper singing. I think we'll definitely do another one. It was really, really enjoyable. Please, I love it. I I love, I have to admit, that's the one from your album that I'm like, let me put that on again. Let me put that on the radio again. <laughs> Narancha, yeah. It's a beautiful um, melody, like, and, you know, it's in the Croatian language and that's so hard. That <laughs> so we can only say Narancha, which means orange. So when we were in Croatia, we would just ask for orange juice in the morning. So no, no. So the only only Croatian word we knew. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, Leanne, it has been such a pleasure to reconnect with you and have you on this show because I think what you're doing is important and I think it is no small feat to try to build a community in a place where there isn't very much of one. So we are looking forward to hearing much more from you, from Ardu, and from Ireland. Thank you so Thank much you. for coming. See you next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday.